Sakshi G, a student, thinker, writer, family person, yet dreamed to work for societal development. Aww. Love is L, a lake of sorrow. O, an ocean of tears. V, the valley of death. And E, the end of life. But still, love is oxygen for life. This is a great oh. emo song. What? is for the lake of sorrow. <laughs> Damn, Sakshi. Right? Sakshi needs a hug. <laughs> Damn. Damn. So, yeah. Um, I guess we... Uh, that's kind of our aesthetic. So, um, <laughs> I, I mean, guess yeah. we agree? Yeah. Lake of Sorrows. <laughs> All right, we are the Love to Hate Podcast, and what we like to do is every two weeks, some of us talk about what we love, and some of us talk about what we hate. Who are we? Well, that's an easy question to answer. I am one of your co-hosts, Brad, and with me is Steph. I just realized, I remembered how we start. You start with the definition. I Yeah, but I already did the okay. definition. Okay, I thought we were restarting everything. No. Okay. No, I don't need to do that love bullshit okay. again. And also, Nika. <laughs> it's me. I'm just happy to start. <laughs> <laughs> and last, but not least, Geek ah! ah! Orangey glad I didn't say uh, the definition of love. I don't know. No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. The last five minutes are going to stay in, in the black hole that is the editing Dropbox, probably. <laughs> Hopefully. God, I'm sorry, listeners, if Josh did not edit any of that out. That's... That's a bummer. They'll probably put it at the end to make you look bad. That's true. But this is the 10th and final episode <gasps> of season four. Uh, so normally we would be doing loves and hates, uh, but this episode we're not. We're just doing loves. We wanted to end this season on a happy note. And so we will be all loving. And I do still have a steal left. Mm -hmm. uh, Steph has a safety topic that she'll be talking about. Mm. Uh, that I can't steal. Suck so it, Brad. Maybe I'll steal from Mika. Maybe I'll steal from Kim. Maybe I won't steal because I'm a good person, unlike some people on this podcast. <laughs> I'd love for you to you steal mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But before we get to any of that, we have to do the things that we do every episode, starting with shots and mad libs for mad lads. Woo! Kim. The maddest of lads. Mad lad. Which mad lad are we talking about this week? This week we're talking about Joshua McDougal. He's a good boy. Very this good. We Mad Lad him. sent Brad and I a fucking sous vide for a wedding present. <gasps> what? That's so sweet. Yes. And stuff. It was like so nice. What a yeah. great yeah. guy. Really nice. He's guy. just the yeah. fucking best. He Always is, nice. He's a dope dude. Mm -hmm. He's a good boy whom whomst we enjoy a lot, a yeah. lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> He's a good uh, he's a good wrestle friend to my husband. Uh, oh, he, yes. He knows what what's good in wrestling when I do not. <laughs> so finally Ben has someone to talk to. And he likes to read a lot and he writes dope reviews for the geeklyinks.com yes. website about yes. books. Mm -hmm. And he's just a great writer in general. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's All a good around, dude. wonderful person. Mm -hmm. So let's write something terrible for him now. Yes. Yes. Something that he will not be able to appreciate. No. <laughs> All right. Hit us with that mad lip. This Madlib is titled Funniest Letter Ever, so hopefully it will Ooh. be. So, I need five nouns. Taint. Taint? Shopping cart. Booger. Cart? Booger? I'm gonna write bussy. Mm -hmm. Bussy. 
One more. Bubble gum. Bubble gum. All right, now I'm going to need two plural nouns. Cats. Cats. Buttholes. <laughs> Buttholes. <laughs> We've All got right. real weird energy today. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Now I need one body part. Oh, Weenus. eyelid. Oh, weenus or eyelid. Let's go eyelid. Let's we, go eyelid. We've done weenus before. before. Yeah. Okay, I need one location. Down Underside of river. your fingernail. Oh, oh. oh. Um, I'm going to do down by the river. Yeah. Uh, Two verbs ending in I-N-G. Sloughing. Sloughing. Ew. And I'm going to write prancing. Ooh. And I need one verb. Toot. Toot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and two adjectives messy messy and dryly dry. that's an adverb <laughs> that's an adverb. dryly too or dry dry is an adjective dry, dry. there we go yeah <laughs> and who who do we want this letter to be from Steph yeah Steph okay. alright here we go dear Joshua I don't really know how to tell you this but you are a taint I think I realized this when I saw you prancing the messy shopping cart outside down the, by the river, and I saw you sloughing booger with your eyelid. Oh. I'm sure you're dry enough to understand that I am a bussy. I'm returning your cats to you, but I'll keep the buttholes as a memory. You should know that I will toot you with lots of bubblegum, Steph. Oh my god! Short, succinct, gets the point across. It's a great letter. Very good. Sloughing that was kind of buggers with your eyelid. I'll keep Ugh. the buttholes as a memory. I'll keep the buttholes as a memory. Oh, beautiful. Remember the buttholes. This is the uh, poorly received sequel to Remember the Titans. <laughs> Also, I just realized I wrote bubble gun instead of bubble gum. Oh, that's pretty cool, too. <laughs> I'm sure you're dry enough to understand that I am a bussy. Mm. <laughs> I am a, a bussy. <laughs> well. It is not of me, it is me. Mm. <laughs> and bring the bussy into myself and <laughs> Alright, so now we gotta do that thing where uh, he bases to get drunk, so we do the drinking thing. Yes. Uh, what's everybody drinking today? I have pineapple peach vodka with lemonade. That sounds Ooh. fucking good. That's very good. That sounds delightful. And Kim? Kitchen sake. Nice. Uh, we're both doing vodka, I assume? Yes. Delicious store brand vodka. Warm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> mm. All right. To Joshua! All right. To Joshua! Yeah. Yay! Oh, Just so That's much good. flavor. I really don't like sake. I can taste the potatoes. Mm. It is <laughs> Five times distilled store brand oh. Does it does it have any gluten in it, Brad? <laughs> uh, absolutely it does. <laughs> Anyways. Alright, so let's uh now that's out of the way. Uh Nika, why don't you start us off with a blurb? Oh my god, you want me to start already? Okay, well I wanna talk to you guys about something that Maybe you don't love it like I do. I know a lot of people who hate this or think it's stupid, but I think this is a fun uh, part of our society. I think it is a fun way to express yourself. I think it is fun to think about this in terms of like different time periods. I love fashion. Ooh. Ooh! I love 
historical fashion. I love uh, just fashion, current fashion in general. I love the idea of fashion. Um, that it's this way that you can tell everyone. It's a. It's like a nice little. Uh, what is it? Elevator pitch of like your personal style and aesthetic. And you don't have to say it anything to anyone. You can just say it with your clothes. And I love whenever you wear something that makes you feel like a babe or a badass. And it just like sets the whole tone for your day. I love whenever you have a bad day and you've got like something you can put on that comforts you. Clothing is there for you whenever you want it and you can take it off when you don't want it. Hell yeah. Unless you're in public. Yes. Just, yeah. <laughs> I got two questions for you. Yes. Okay, first question is, how would you describe your personal style? Mm -hmm. And second question is, do you have a favorite piece from your wardrobe that is extra special to you? I would say I'm murder granny chic. Yes! <laughs> sense of style, but I like things that are classic and timeless. Bonus points if it's black. Yes! Um, I... Special things? I have, um, this is like, maybe it's not super special, but I have a sweatshirt that my friend gave me, and it's one of my favorite, uh, one of our favorite bands, and I just love it. It's like super comfy, and it reminds Aww. me of all the good times that we have together whenever we hang out, um, and it, like, it's kind of like a comfort blanket kind of thing. I love it. Hell yeah. Uh, similar question. What would you say is your favorite, like, historical period fashion-wise, or your favorite historical fashion? I love, um, it's so hard, there's so many. Um, I think the, uh, antebellum and parabellum, like, Civil War period, 1860s, I love okay. the dresses, like, it's, it was so, even the dresses were so cool oh that's not what i'm laughing at i'm just oh, like okay yes i mean yeah i guess you like a dress that needs to like you got to turn sideways to get through a door i think it's fantastic i think it's cool because like I, there's i think it looks very cool i think it probably was a pain in the ass to wear and it was awful and it probably hurt you to no, but also it's like you're a woman, so you don't really have much else to do. Exactly, but I think that the the detail and the craftsmanship was extremely intricate, and there's a yeah. lot of hard work that went into making clothing that looked yeah. like that, or just any sort of like royal rich people clothing in general. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's a great segue to my question, which is: yes. Do you are you are you uh, like a person who believes that? you get what you pay for or are you like down with like knockoffs and mm. stuff like that like uh, like when you're thinking about fashion are you are you going the mile and spending that that five hundred dollars for that michael kors fucking uh clutch or are you or are you like going going outside the mall and paying some dude 20 bucks for the michelle coors no. Out, out, of his, out of his trunk. I I am I do say that I think there are a lot of things that you can get away from, like in general, where it is really expensive, but it doesn't have to be like price and quality are not always um correlated correlated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's always so, a correlation, yeah. On a lot of things. I do think that fashion fashion and clothing in general um are things where you will get what you pay for 
Um, and I would rather spend the money to have the peace and buy something that I really love that is going to last me a long time and have my consumption of goods be lower um, than go through, like, now I shop, obviously, at, like, Old Navy or H&M, like, a lot of the fast fashion places um, for kind of, like, filler items, but I would rather spend the money to buy something that's going to last longer. And I do think that the quality is higher, generally, on a lot of fashion. Kim. Yes. Uh, first question is, do you own any designer pieces? And a uh, second question that's kind of related is, do you have any designer pieces that you'd really want? Like, I would love to someday own, like, a vintage Chanel, like, chain scarf. I think that would be really cool. Oh. oh. Um, well, like, I, I don't think designer in terms of, like, I don't have anything that's Gucci or like anything that's super high design i have oh i have a burberry watch that counts um like i would say probably like watches is the most designer things that i have um but most like i've got nice purse i do like leather purses because they will last longer um but i don't think i have any i don't think i have anything super crazy designer um, but I love Burberry. I want a Burberry bag. I would love one of the quilted Burberry coats or a mm. classic Burberry trench. I would die yes. if I could buy something like that. But I just can't justify $1,500 on a jacket. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That's the thing. But, ugh, yeah. you look so cute in it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I look really good in expensive things. <laughs> I like to try them on. <laughs> and they fit perfectly. <laughs> uh, have you ever watched this it's this girl on youtube who i think you'd love i think i might have sent her to you but it's her name is katarina zabrowska and she just goes and she buys like old 1800s like polish clothing and she tries it on and yes, just like wears it <laughs> yes yes i think i think that's really cool i love i follow a couple people on instagram that do that with um other like vintage or historic <gasps> garments and they make them and then or like they'll replicate them or they wear the original and then they go to like the fancy places so i have a person that i follow that um goes to versailles but also <gasps> like makes outfits that they would have worn during the so it's like it's Marie like Penn. historical cosplay kind that's of. So yeah cool. yeah it is i i love it i love it so yeah i think that stuff is like very fun and cool and i wish that i could be a person that could just casually wear a 1930s silk dress and like pull it off ah uh, I, I think you could that would be really cool to get into honestly yeah of all my friends who could do that it's <laughs> probably you yeah absolutely <laughs> nika what cool. uh advice do you have for somebody like me who is not fashion illiterate but like for the most part just wears jeans and t-shirts and like $20 H&M dresses and would maybe like to like understand how to put together a look more sure like this thing is like I I can appreciate fashion but I don't I like have a good vocabulary for it I guess I love Pinterest. I think Pinterest is a great resource to look and find something. I like to, if I can't afford to go shopping, I like to go Pinterest shopping where I just look through my feed or I'll look up women's fashion 
and find outfits that I like and see what I have that I could put together that would be similar. So I try to find things that I enjoy that I would like to wear and then adapt it to fit my closet. And that's kind of, I don't know, I think that would be helpful if you don't know where to start. Find out okay. what you like. Mm-hmm. And I think also just, I know a lot of people hate trying on clothes because it can make you feel terrible about yourself. But just, I think, having fun with it and finding what shapes of clothing that you like mm-hmm. um, is helpful and also just makes you feel way more confident than if you're just trying to fit what, like, the current trend is for something. Yeah, that's really smart advice. I love the idea of Pinterest shopping. That's really smart. I'm going to do that. (laughs) It's fun. I've got a board that's, like, my style, and I just go through and I look, and I'm like, oh, I really like this outfit. And I'm like, well, I've got this is kind of, you know, I've got this graphic tee I can wear instead, or I've got this flannel I can wear. Like, how do you figure out what looks good together? I I don't, I feel like I've, I've always been interested in it, and I've always like just play dress up and put things together a lot. So I don't know if it's something where I don't know if I've like maybe just like trained my yeah, like kind yeah. of low key practiced with well, things. I hate practicing things. <laughs> you, just, you just play the, the doll game that they play and yeah. about outfits. Yeah. Get up on Love Nikki. <laughs> yeah, Love Nikki. <laughs> um I also if I can't fall asleep, I literally this this sounds really dumb. I will think about if I were going on a date to this place, what outfit would I wear? <gasps> or if I would, if I got picked up by the doctor right now, what would my perfect outfit be? Yes! So I always try to like put outfits together in my head. Um, but I think you just like literally like put a put a guilty pleasure show on, crack open a bottle of wine, and just start putting clothes on that you have, and like mix and match things. Like I'm wearing a silk dress with a t-shirt over the top of it, and this outfit definitely feels. 100% way too cool for me. But I had a girl <laughs> say that it looked really good. So I uh, Hell just yeah. got to play with it and see what makes you feel great. Hell yeah. Also, there are really good subreddits like Frugal Women's Fashion. And <laughs> if like your boys want to get in on it, Frugal Men's Fashion are really nice. Mm. And they have really good like that examples of like fits people put together, which I always enjoy looking at. <laughs> yeah. Because there's some people who are phenomenal at putting things together or making yeah that i wish i could be able to pack a minimalist um like here's what i got in my carry-on backpack for five weeks in europe and it's like three shirts and two sweaters and four pairs of pants and they like make it everything looks so cool that's what i would like to get to eventually see i can do the light pack i can live with like three shirts and one pair of shorts it doesn't look good, though. <laughs> That's my problem. That's Well, you and I, maybe we can help each other out. Yeah. And, um, you can help me with the paring down, and we'll eventually yeah. get there where we can put together a good travel yes. <laughs> wardrobe. What really got you into fashion? Do you remember if there's like a certain point where you were just like, I want to start dressing better? I think like as a kid, I didn't... I was always... I enjoyed shopping. I liked buying things. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> well, I enjoyed whenever my parents bought things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then it, like, I just got, I think I got more into, like, thinking about how 
like in the past people would have dressed and kind of like I remember being very into swingers like 40s <gasps> that like rockabilly style That's whenever cool. swing like came back in like what was it the early 2000s or something yes. like that mm-hmm. I just remember being like super into that and that was being kind of the first thing where I was like oh maybe this is my like this is my style and then that it wasn't it but I think <laughs> my parents also kind of just like put this pressure of if you go out in public, you need to be presentable and you should always look nice. And so I started to have to care at a younger age of like what I was wearing instead of hmm. like, gotcha. I couldn't just go to school in a baggy t-shirt and shorts because it looked sloppy. So gotcha. I had to kind of have my shit together, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Do you ever, like, find old clothing and be like, oh, this is from my twee era, or just, like, mm. this is from the era when I dressed like this? <laughs> I still have a pair of Etnies at my parents' house from my skateboard girl. Yes! <laughs> so, oh, yes. Or yeah, you find, like, the one piece of clothing where you're like, yeah, this is going to be my new look. I'm experimenting, <laughs> yes. or this is going to be the cornerstone of my new look. And you find it, like, shoved in the back of your drawer. You're like, oh, right. What was I thinking? That did not go well. <laughs> so yeah, I, I used to be very, very into um, these wild leggings. Ooh. And um, they were very cool. They had different patterns on them. Some had, like, space pattern. This was, like, at the very cusp of whenever, like, the pattern tights were starting to, like, or p- pattern leggings were starting to get big. Mm-hmm. And um, I had too many of them, and I wore them all, and now I'm like, hey, <laughs> I could have spent all of that money on things that would like you'd still have and still be wearing, like a nice wool coat. Or, <laughs> but twenty four year old me did not think that that was important. Like, That's a very twenty four year old fashion choice yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, space pattern leggings. Um, but I think also like. Uh, fashion changes with society and with politics it's like very indicative of like the obviously current times but also just kind of like stuff that happened in those times that's not fashion related and yeah. i think it's interesting to like be able to track that and i think i, I think fashion's cool I like hell it. yeah nika yes do you prefer to look good or be comfortable i am at the point of my age where I will do both. I do mm. not buy clothes that are not comfortable. I will not wear something if it makes me uncomfortable. If I wear it once and I'm like, oh, this is uncomfortable, I will never wear it again. So I have comfortable clothes that look nice, hence the default to black. Everything looks better in black. Um, that usually keep me pretty, pretty happy with my style and feeling like I could do whatever. Minus, like, working out in skinny jeans. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay. Solid love. That's a good love, Nika. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to send you something later. I used to have a fashion blog with my friend Ooh. in oh my college. God, <laughs> where we would post our told outfits. us about this before. Yes! It's please. really dorky. <laughs> um, well, normally this is where I would say let's take it back a few steps, but I guess let's keep moving on up. Kim, yeah. what do you love? Yeah. Ooh! So, uh, I think everybody is going to relate in some way or another to my love. Snow days. Canceled tests. 
when you are when something gets rescheduled. I'm talking about when something you are dreading gets canceled <laughs> at the last minute, whether it be a party you didn't really want to go to, whether it be a wedding get, that you really didn't want to be in because oh, you no. knew the couple wouldn't last. I'm not talking about y'all. <laughs> Jeez, Kim, just wow. tell us. <laughs> it's no. passive aggressive there, Stonic. No, <laughs> what? It's snow days. It's that. It's that hit of endorphin when something you are dreading gets canceled at the last minute. It is the best fucking feeling ever. Like you know when you have a social obligation to go somewhere or see someone or go to like a family gathering is the perfect mm-hmm. example. Like, uh. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this. But like, (laughs) one time we were supposed to go down to Arkansas for Thanksgiving. But the night before, Ben and I got food poisoning and could not make the trip. And it was the greatest feeling ever because we didn't have to go see relatives. We didn't go have to see my weird Aunt Betty. We didn't have to put up with small talk. It was fucking phenomenal i love it when shit i am dreading gets canceled it is a hit like nothing else the rush of relief Mm, mommy give it to me more (laughs) that is heroin for people who don't do heroin yes it feels so good i completely agree with you um Mm -hmm. kim besides the time that you just mentioned is there um is there a time where maybe the reverse happened where something um you had canceled maybe you had a a free night and something unexpectedly popped up and Mm -hmm. you went and it was fine or do you typically just stay away from those types of situations (laughs) um usually like i'm the one who's more willing to go out on a night that like we have nothing planned it's ben who's the one who's a little bit more resistant (laughs) to wanting to go out but sometimes i can get him to go and it's a lot of fun um but yeah, I think like sometimes like friends will call at last minute, like our friend Zach or our friends Steven and Christy, and we'll go out and hang with them. And that's usually a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, usually it's like I'll ask Ben and he'll be like, no, we're <laughs> 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 staying in. <laughs> that's I fair. feel that. He works customer service. I get it. Mm-hmm. You like talk to people all day. You don't want to go home and talk to people. Yeah, I absolutely get it. Yeah. And, like, man, and just, like, if you have something on your calendar that you promised and you get to the day and it doesn't happen, like, something comes up, no one can make it, it feels so good because it's, it's not you flaking out. You don't have to add that to your flake tally. <laughs> it's, like, a get-out-of-jail-free card in your social life. It is the snow day for adults. <laughs> can you – speaking of snow days – Do you have, like, a snow day story? Oh, man. Okay. So my childhood home is located in a really weird place. Like, it's a subdivision, but the subdivision branches off into a private road up this really, really steep hill. So it's outside city jurisdiction. So the people who lived on the hill, we were all responsible for paving the roads. It was a really steep hill. And so whenever it snowed or iced... There was no way we could get down. It was just like mm-hmm. we were stuck completely unless like we parked our cars at the bottom and walked down, 
which like we did sometimes and it was a pain in the ass. But the best thing ever was when snow days weren't officially called, but my parents would be like, it's too dangerous for us <laughs> to get down the hill. So you kids get to stay home. That was nice. the fucking best because I knew that all my little friends had to go to school and I didn't <laughs> and for a legit reason. <laughs> so you got the, the Schadenfreude extra It's just like, I know y'all are doing assignments and taking tests, and I'm here all snug as a bug in my PJs. (laughs) Yes, Nika. Um, Would you ever play hooky to get out of, or have you ever, um, as a kid, played hooky to get out of, like, school or something? And, like, played to be sick or, you know... push down on the thermometer or you know like drink something really hot or yeah i used to but like i am like dummy honest (laughs) and so like i'm such like a bad liar that my parents could immediately tell when i was trying to convince them that i was sick but one time like i was actually really sick and they took my temperature and it nothing was showing up and i went to school and i got so sick and then they had to come and pick me up and take me home and i was like i told Good. you i told you <laughs> so i think they they took me a bit more seriously after that <laughs> oh man oh my god i just thought of another thing that happened so i was really sick and I was kind of getting over it, and my I wanted to stay home. My parents are like, "You're good enough to go back to school. Like, you're you're fine. Like, quit whining." <laughs> and as I was walking into school, my tummy was a little upset, and I tried to push out a fart, and I shit my pants. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! As I was walking into school, <laughs> so I had to hide in the handicapped bathroom oh, until my parents brought me god. a change of pants and underwear they didn't let me go they home they didn't take you home they what? didn't let me go home i just had to change and finish the rest of my day knowing that i had shit my pants that <laughs> did anyone right. else oh, know God. what'd you say did anyone else know no i don't think so because i it happened as i was like walking into school and like the cold <laughs> pallor of death like immediately <laughs> settled oh. over me oh, my God. oh no Jesus. Yeah, so that's more th- a... they they did not believe me more than anything. So <laughs> that's why the the hill being frozen over was always a nice <laughs> nice little bonus oh to get out God. of things. <laughs> wow. That was an adventure. Yeah. What about you guys? Have you ha- do you guys have any good like get out of jail free stories? Uh so <laughs> at one of my previous places of employment, when I wanted to go, I would I would almost never g- call in sick if I didn't work. What I would do is I would make like a triple batch of instant ramen, <gasps> and then I would just eat all the ramen right before I went in and be like, "Man, I don't really feel good." Mm-hmm. And I would immediately go home because the ramen noodles are really easy to like just to barf up, and oh! so I would just go in and just make myself vomit, and then I would go. You home. would poison yourself with <gasps> ramen? Oh my god! Oh my yeah. god! Oh well, my god. I, it would just be an excessive amount of pasta, so like it, it would always be like all the way, all the way, like basically uh. sitting at the bottom of my esophagus, waiting to come up. That's and kind then, of amazing. That's kind of impressive. And then I would, yeah. So then I'd roll off and then wow. I'd go home. That is dedication. Do whatever the fuck I want to do, because that way, like, there can't be like, well, he called in sick today. No, I, mean, I showed up to work, and then you sent me home. It's not my fault. Oh God! <laughs> wow! Wow! Um, so that was usually my, I, uh, my, my, like, I'm 21, 22 mm. and, uh, super hungover and don't want to work, uh, plan. So, God. uh, yeah. yeah, um, I can't think of anything else though. 
I, my current job, um, whenever I was a student there, they would never call off uh, for weather or anything like that. And then um, they didn't call off for weather one time and uh, an employee fell and like broke her hip. So <gasps> now they call off My anytime teams. it's really bad. Hell this yeah. Year, um, we had like a whole mess of snow days. And there was one time where we got, we got like two and a half feet of snow or so, like, which is a good amount for us. Like that's, yeah, that's a, lot. a lot. Um, and we got like three days off or whatever. And that was really nice. I made a couch pit, <gasps> which is just, uh, we have a U shaped couch. And so what I do whenever I can is I pull the coffee table out and I put all the cat, couch cushions onto the floor and then pillows to line the couch so then it just becomes like this like weird big bed couch thing and um and then i played witcher 3 it's wonderful i've had like one snow day in my entire life (gasps) oh that's so tragic because canada because canada because we had like if you closed things every time the weather was bad nobody would go to work or school for six months a year well, maybe that should be the case. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah, like, the the threshold for a snow day here is really, really high. And, the and it, the yeah, the only snow day I ever had was, like, I was in kindergarten. And there was, oh, like, wow. a full-on, like, Baby. blizzard. But, uh, so, one thing that they happened here is they basically never call off school. Because, like, what would happen is... You know, they'd announce school closures on the radio or whatever, but if the parents don't hear that and they, like, drop their kids off at the school and the school's closed Ooh. and it's fucking minus 40, like, somebody has to be there. So it's it's almost never happens now that uh, school gets called off. Like, it, they might all hang out in the gym and, like, watch movies all day, but, like, school doesn't get closed uh you are ex- pretty much expected to show up to work no matter what when the weather's shitty um at least in my industry because i work in a hotel and we never yeah. close and shit like that um there are businesses that will like say like if it's shitty out like you know the the city like the mayor will recommend like okay let people work from home if they can and stuff like that but no so snow days are really not a thing here and once you get north enough and i'm sure like there's parts of the states where it's the same where it's just like you just can't because, A, like, the city has the infrastructure to deal with it. We have road salt and snow yeah. plows and all this stuff. And, B, yeah, you just, you can't because then nobody would ever do anything. Yeah. Speaking of teachers, another good instance of something you're dreading getting canceled is you show up to a really hard class and there's a sub and you get to watch a movie that day. That's another <laughs> really good example of that. Yeah. I think the closest thing for me is, like, when a day isn't as busy as I expected. Like, that kind of yeah. happened today. Like, normally weekends at my job are super, super busy. And, like, last weekend was crazy. And this weekend was just dead. Like, so dead. And, it, I mean, it was a little... It's a little nerve-wracking. I was telling you guys about this before. Because you're just like, when's the rush coming? When's it coming? <laughs> um, but it never came. And, honestly, it was really nice. Like, it was nice. It's nice to just have, like, a chill work day now and then. Like, I'm at work, but, like, I'm not working that hard. And... Yeah, I'm not really going to make any money today, but I'm not working that hard and I'm drinking free drinks, like Hell yeah. coffee and stuff. And yeah, I'm just, whatever, I'll probably make 20 bucks and go home, you know? I, I do think that one of us uh, should uh, put the following thing out there. I guess it's going to be me since I'm putting it out there. Um, well, yes, it is nice to have events 
that you don't want to do suddenly canceled. Perhaps it would be preferable if you did not commit to things that you don't want to mm. do. But I feel like that's not always necessary. Like, I think there are things that you can want to do, but then on the day of, like, maybe something happens yeah. and you're in a funky mood or whatever, or you're really tired. Or the makeup like, of just... the event changes. Yeah. Like, say, yeah. like, you're going to a party and, like, you know, you know a couple people there and then those people drop out and you're like, well, I don't want to go if they're not going. Yeah. But I said I'd bring roles, so... Mm-hmm. And I don't want to let anybody down. And sometimes you're just obligated to go, like, with family shit and, like, to go to school. Yeah, Yeah, like, I mean, like, I get work and I get school, but, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like for the most part, if there's, if, if, if the, um circumstances around my willingness to go have changed. I don't fucking go to shit. I don't, I don't owe you anything. Yeah, I don't know. And honestly, I think that's why, like, I didn't, I don't have, like, I don't go to things that I don't want to go to, basically. Also, like, I can pretty much have fun doing anything, so that's more a me thing. Like, I don't, you know. Yeah, well, I love it. I love it when shit I'm dreading gets canceled. It's Mm. awesome. It's the best. I appreciate it. Even shit I'm not dreading sometimes, though, like... Yeah. Like, I love doing this podcast, but, like, when when we're, like, we're, like, a day out and we're, like, y'all know, like, you know, I feel like shit or something came up or whatever and we re- we reschedule, like, yeah, it's annoying to reschedule, but it's nice to, like, have a free night. Yeah! Yeah. yeah. Like, Monster Hearts it's had to do that. Time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, oh. like, suddenly a little gift from above, a little nugget yeah. of free time. <laughs> Yeah, I think that the, the free time aspect of it, because normally our lives are, like, so organized, not organized, but, like, we like we have a lot of stuff that we all do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, getting a little pocket of free time is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Simple love it. pleasure. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Solid. That's another good one. Uh, Steph, let's crank it up. And one me. more notch. I feel like this is going to be a, a bit of a deeply ironic love, uh, and, and I just want to say with this one straight up there are absolutely negative things about this thing and a yeah i don't we probably won't get into that too much just because like all of the negative things are very well known and very understood uh but i want to talk about one of my great loves scarlett johansson uh (laughs) i might have to change now no um because all pro- problematic things aside, ha- it, when say you have a long day at work, you didn't eat a lot of ramen and throw up and go <laughs> home early and, and get snowed out and all that, and you've just had a long day at work. Maybe it's it's a Friday or it's whatever the end of your work week is. You go home, you change into your comfy pants, and you crack open like a nice cold beer. Or you pour yourself a delicious glass of wine or maybe a fresh, delightful cocktail. Uh, guys, I love alcohol. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I recognize that alcohol has some extremely problematic elements. I 100% recognize that. Everything in moderation, folks. Uh, there are yes. many resources out there if you or somebody you know uh, is having troubles with alcohol. We're not going to talk about those too much right now because... I fucking love alcohol. It's <laughs> it's it's body poison. It's bad for me. But man, it's good. And yeah, and the ironic part of this is that last night Brad and I drank way too much. <laughs> so, Accurate. Yeah, this is like one of few podcasts we are doing basically sober, other than our fucking 
store vodka shots. Because, uh, yeah, we drank a lot last night. And um, I was okay this morning. Brad was suffering. Hangovers is on my hate list. Maybe I'll cover that one day. Um, but alcohol, good. It's tasty. <laughs> it's tasty. It make you loose, make you limber, help you relax. Uh, I feel like it's... You- it's a love hate thing for me. I, I think that is 100% totally fair. Like it is, it, it is, is for everyone <laughs> bad for us. And, and the problem is, is that the more we love it, the worse it becomes for us. Mm-hmm. But like, God, like I fu- like, I didn't get into wine until I was in like my late twenties. I fucking love wine. Like originally my, my whole love was just wine. Um, but we've been drinking a lot of beer this summer because like it's summertime and a, cold beer tastes tastes so good and there's like this amazing yeah no dishes there's this amazing (laughs) like craft brewing fucking trend that's going on right now which is great and like all the summer beers this year were beers that i love like fruity sour beers and saisons and things like that um there's so much more variety than there was like five ten years ago for everything like yeah like this uh the artisanal kind of trend is really taken off and like you can get weird gins made using botanicals from like your local river. Uh, on Tuesday we went to a distillery, like a new distillery in our neighborhood and you know, they source their grapes from BC and they source their botanical or no, what what, something else? The the corn is all local. The corn was local and like the, the, Barley was local. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he said the only thing that wasn't local was the... Well, the actual bottles, the bottles themselves. And the Moscato. Yes. Yeah, because they make uh, That's cool. brandy and grappa. Um, and, like, we kind of went there expecting it to be a little weird because they make... All they make is brandy, grappa, and then technically whiskey, but they can't call it whiskey yet because they just open it. It's not aged for ah, long enough. You can't call it whiskey until it's been aged for three years. In so Canada. Yeah, in Canada. Yeah, so it's like you know, single malt spirit and like corn spirit, but it was great. And like the bartender and the distillers were super knowledgeable. They showed us around, uh, like the place and their stills and stuff. Um, yeah, there's like a lot, I don't know. There's, there's this culture that's grown up around the craft brewing, distilling and wine scene. That's so fun. It's, It's all these people are so passionate about things and there's so much stuff you can try now that like you never could. And like, if you like, there's, I am firmly of the belief that there is something for everybody. Like I having been somebody for so for so long was like, I don't like wine (laughs) now, like knowing the variety out there and the options of things that there are. Um, the, yeah, there's something for everybody except alcoholics. Please. Yeah. Yes. Kim. Okay. What is your favorite kind of wine, favorite kind of beer and favorite kind of spirit? Okay, it all kind of changes a little bit. Okay, but currently. I, I would say, like, category-wise, uh, uh, with most of those things, I really like acidic stuff. Ooh. So, like, my favorite wines usually are somewhere, like, I love a Pinot Grigio. I don't mind a, yeah. a Sauvignon Blanc, like a New World Sauvignon Blanc. I really love rosé. Like, yeah. I am absolutely that bitch who loves rosé. <laughs> and um, brunch, right? <laughs> oh, God. Um... Uh, I've been really getting into Chenin Blanc lately. Chenin Blanc is like a really underrated grape. Um, I don't really like reds that much. There's a few reds that I'll drink, but generally I'll just, I drink whites. 
Um, beer wise, like I said, yeah, I like a lot of what's really been trendy, at least in Canada, this sort of past year is like fruity beers, sour beers, saisons, New England IP or like, yeah, New England pale ales, like lots of, yeah, things like passion fruit has become super popular in beers over the last year. I love a good passion fruit beer. Um, God, if if I had to drink like one beer though, for the rest of my life, man. I don't know like <laughs> that'd be hard yeah and then like cocktails like i love gin i love vodka i don't mind bourbon here and there if it's in the right cocktail um but yeah like i i'll drink the shit out of gin and soda all day long not i'm Ooh. not that into gin and tonic anymore because i find it's just a little too sweet um gotcha. but god like yeah gin and soda vodka sodas um yeah like i, I fuck with like a a Greyhound. Mm. Mm, yes. There's this uh, place downtown. They make a cocktail called the Fal- uh, Faulty Tower. <gasps> and it's uh, gin, lychee juice, red grapefruit juice, and basil. Damn. It's so good. That sounds yeah. good as hell. Yeah. I love some froze. Yeah. Shit out of froze. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't, like, Booze is my go-to relax thing. Like I probably have a drink every day, at, le- at least one drink every day. Much to my doctor's consternation, <laughs> um, I generally like to think I keep it within the healthy limit. But eh. yeah, eh. Steph, I have a question for you. Um, I I know like nothing about alcohol, mm-hmm. and I think it's so fascinating whenever people have um their like their thing like people who enjoy scotch tend to know a lot about scotch Mm. or people who are into beers you know know a lot about it what do you think is your topic of alcohol that you find the most interesting or that you know the most about and why do you enjoy that the most Uh, my knowledge is a little bit like a mile wide not an inch deep, but maybe like five inches deep. Like I know a lot about a lot of things. Cause I work in the, in the food and beverage industry. So like you learn a lot doing that. And then my mom is a sommelier. She's a, she's a wine expert. So, and she started doing that when I was about 15. So like my, that's cool. The latter half of my life, I was surrounded by wine and people talking about wine. So I probably know the most about wine. There's probably also the most to know about wine. Um, just cause there's so much to cover. I wouldn't actually say I'm super knowledgeable. Usually, uh, between the two of us, Brad knows more and, uh, and I'll kind of follow his lead. I, I know some stuff, um, especially when it comes to like food pairing and like, um, recommending wine to people with like, based on what they're eating and like what we have say at the restaurant, um, I have a good handle on that. Um, and I've been fortunate enough, like I've gotten to go to like a lot of cool wineries and see, the grapes and the barrels and get do tastings and like I've um yeah just because my mom has worked in the industry and like I've gotten the opportunity to do a lot of things uh, and a lot of really really good learning opportunities um but yeah probably wine is probably the most I know about and um I would say there's the most to know what do you want to learn more uh or what subject would you like to learn more about um, I probably still could stand to learn more about wine. Um, I wouldn't mind learning about more about beer. Like, there's a lot of things about beer that I don't really know. Like, there's just, like, stuff referring to, like, gravities and, like, 
um, where hops come from and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and different styles. Like usually like, I'll just like be like, if I get a beer, that's a weird style. I'll just like ask for like, what is this? You know? (laughs) Um, so maybe, yeah, probably a little bit more about that, especially because the craft brewing brewing thing is so huge right now. Kim. What about uh, drinks from around the world? Because I know you are a globe mm. hopper. <laughs> <laughs> um, God. Like, you what, what about favorites? them? Like, yeah. Did you have any, like, favorites? Like, mm. soju. Did you have any? <laughs> soju <laughs> is special. Soju, I have very mixed high and low feelings about because it is responsible for a lot of fun times and also a lot of really bad mornings. <laughs> Yeah, um, soju is really good. Um, for those who don't know, soju is sort of this, like, the best way to describe it is, like, shitty Korean vodka. It's, like, made from, like, potatoes and factory leavings, and it's 20%. Uh, it comes in, like, a regular, like, a, what, like a 300 ml, like, beer bottle, basically, but it's, like, a dollar in Korea. And it tastes awful on its own, but the ta- it, the taste, like, disappears into things really well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so soju is that thing where you'll you'll just add it to a drink and you'll feel okay and then you go to stand up and you're like wow everything is spinning <laughs> um, and there's like this quote unquote cocktail that Koreans like to make called somek and it's soju and mekju and mekju is beer and it's literally just soju poured into beer so you're drinking like a beer that's then like 25% alcohol Ooh, <laughs> and it's it's a lot. Ooh. Yeah. And then because it's so shitty, you usually have a really wang and hangover the next day. <laughs> um, but it sounds like a great time. Yeah. Uh, what else? Like, I'm trying to think of other things. Did you have any uh, New Zealand beer? Do they, are they yeah. renowned for any particular beer? Yeah, there's a huge brewing scene in New Zealand. And unfortunately, not a lot of it gets out of the country just because they're so Ooh. isolated. Um, some friends of ours, when we were in New Zealand, they won a brewery tour one time to like a local brewery. And, uh, that was really cool. Cause it was quite small. It's called Tuatara. Um, Kieran will recognize that. <laughs> um, yeah. So we got to go to their brewery and, um, they showed us like, a, we did like a tasting and stuff. And they, one of the really cool things they showed us was they had, um, this beer called the act of God. <laughs> and it was like a, meant to be like a Belgian, um, mm. like, style beer like like that monks like a trappist made yeah 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 like a trappist and um something had gone wrong in the brewing process they don't know what it was but it tasted really good and they they couldn't recreate it because they didn't know what happened (laughs) so they called it the act of god and it was a great beer um and then they had they had two that were really interesting so they it was the same style beer um but the only difference was um for one of the beers so the hops is okay. So the hops are grown in the South Island and Wellington is in the North Island. Um, so for one of them, you know, the, the hops got picked, they got put in a truck, the truck goes on the ferry, the ferry goes over. And so it, it takes the hops about like six to eight hours to get to the brewery. And then the other one, they had the hops flown over. So the hops were at the brewery in like two hours and they tasted different. What? And it was like the exact same in every other way. Um, but yeah, it was super interesting. That's wild. So that was a really cool experience. Yeah. And then like in Australia, um, my parents came to visit us and my mom like got all these hookups with wineries in the Barossa uh, Valley, which is like a really like top tier world-class, uh, wine region. And this, um, this one winery, oh my God, what the fuck? 
who was it? We went to two. We went to Two Hands, and we went to who makes like the woodcutter? Torbrek. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Torbrek put us up in like they said it was a cottage. It was like a beautiful. It was like basically an Airbnb, like nice, like modern, equipped uh, house. And they put us up there, and then like we went and had a tasting with them and stuff. Oh yeah, and then like you know one of the wines we sampled there was called the Laird. And it's like a $750 bottle and they just like, sampled it for us. And like my sister said later, she was like, this wine is a dollar a milliliter. Like, <laughs> and we, and they just let us try it because my mom was in the industry. And so it was a really cool. Yeah. And then we went to two hands, which is like another really good, um, Australian winery. Cause my mom had like met the owner when they were visiting vineyards in France and they happened to run into each other in the what? vineyards. That, that's so insane. like we went there and like, they showed us around, we did like a barrel tasting and, what? um, like they, yeah, they made us like a three course meal in their <gasps> little pizza oven that they had built. And anyway, this has just turned into me bragging about traveling now. No, that um, rules. This is yeah, awesome. That's a classic some, Kingston move. Yeah. I know. <laughs> bragging about travel and alcohol. It's two no, of this, my main fortes. This rules. I want to hear about yeah. it. Uh, no, it was just so nice. And a lot of that was like really like awesome, like Aussie hospitality to like super nice people. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's perks to knowing a lot about booze. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, like Brad too, like he's been in the booze industry for a long time now. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of stuff, you get a lot of things like you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I've got a pretty solid knowledge base, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a question, um, yes. for, for both of you. Um, Brad, I would like to actually redirect the question you asked me back oh. to you guys. Do you think that there is a difference of price to quality whenever it comes to alcohol or are there kind of hidden gems you can find? Um, Um, What are your thoughts? Man, that's a interesting question. So I feel like the mid range, it has a lot of quality range with alcohol, whereas your lower range is almost always going to be pre-crap not well, crap but just not good i mean if you're talking about spirits yeah i think yeah. for the most part like your like american dollars like 35 to 70 dollar range bottles they're all going to be of roughly the same quality yeah um i think that people can develop palettes that want specific things though like so <laughs> but those things aren't necessarily expensive right yeah. like like there's really good bourbon out there that's uh, like dirt cheap it's just some people want the expensive stuff, and yeah, there's there is, a cachet. There is to a having yeah, expensive stuff. So, like brand names, like designers. Yeah, yeah. like it is. Yeah. There's very much a what is popular right now. Like mm-hmm. five years ago, you, like when I first got into the business, like you could buy South American wine for like five bucks mm-hmm. a bottle, and it was fucking delicious yeah. because there was no cachet to South American wine. Like Argentina was, they were making wines, but nobody respected them. So they were yeah, rated yeah. or anything like that. And they were, but they were all dope. Um, and, but now because people have realized, Oh shit, this wine is actually good. The price has gone up. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely like a market, uh, yeah. influence as, as far as that goes. But like with most alcohol, if you're talking about price spirits specifically, um, a lot of that is time-based. So you can get really good, like, Blanco tequilas that haven't been aged at all. But if you're getting a Blanco tequila, you're getting that because you like the taste of agave and you don't like the taste of oak. 
but because it takes you know 18 months to get an añejo they have to charge you for that and if you like the oak more then you're going to pay for that and it's going to be what you want but it doesn't mean that either of those two styles of tequila like one's better than the other yeah, it's, it's just like sure, what is your preference i will say that like when it comes to scotch i think for the most part if you're paying more it's a better product mm-hmm. um, yeah uh because yeah like like balvenie is great um, and it's expensive, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like the twenty one year old Balvin is like the best bottle of scotch that I think we've ever had. But but yeah, but there's there's wiggle room, I guess. There, yeah, saying. like there there are comes... fifteen dollar bottles of wine that are great, and there are fifteen dollar bottles of wine that suck. Yeah, I will say with beer, it's all bullshit. Like mm. the the price point is nonsense. Like a fifty dollar like magnum of beer or a fifty dollar seven fifty of beer is mm-hmm. no better. For the most part, than yeah. a normal six pack that's like fifteen bucks. So you're just you're literally just paying for cachet and rarity. Yeah. Like the in Indi- in Indiana, uh, there's a brewery called Three Floyds, and they cannot make enough. Um, they started out they could not make enough product to f- to fulfill the demand. Mm. But what they realize mm. is that if they continue to force scarcity into the market, that people will drive all over yeah. the place looking for their beers. Shit. So so they there's this one beer called Zombie Dust and like it's it's I mean it's a solid it's a solid beer. Don't get me wrong, but we would get maybe a case every two or three weeks and oh, people would literally shit. drive from store to store trying to buy six packs of it. Yeah. And it's like that's not necessary. Yeah, like, and and they're forcing it to happen. That's yeah, beer I feel like is yeah. mostly market driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't I don't know if I really answered the question. But... Yeah, no, I did. Well, so the the reason why I maybe my maybe my palate is fucked up or something. <laughs> I love I, the two wines I drink the most are Malbec and um, Savvy B, <laughs> and. The two things I know about wine is where really good Malbec and Savvy B are made. And they're always super cheap. South America for Malbecs. And they're like, I have bought bottles that are under $10 that are amazing. I have bought bottles that are $40 of Malbec and it tastes not the same at all. It does not taste good. So like, is my palate fucked up or is there such a disparity in why? Is it different? Is wine different from spirits? It could, be, and... it could just be the styles. Yeah, like, like it's so general... new world versus old world and like the look. Yeah, like you, it sounds like you like new world styles more and like, yeah, like your palate's not fucked up. You just like what you like. Well, and like, uh, it's, it sounds like you probably just don't like oak. Yeah. Because almost all of the more expensive, especially if you're talking red wines, like Malbecs, mm-hmm. uh, like mm-hmm. the, the more expensive they get, the more likely they are to have oak, have yeah. been oaked instead of just steel bats. I mean, almost all wine goes through a certain maybe. amount of oaking. But like, I would be interested to see if maybe that was it. It could also just be, I mean, okay. Uh, we're going to talk for a little bit about the yeah, the concept of like terroir, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like so different wines from different places cost different things, and like realistically, in the wine industry, it's the palate of like ten people who are deciding what is a hundred point wine and what is yeah. an eighty seven point wine. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. And ratings then, on wine bottles usually mean nothing. <laughs> well, Public service announcement. Well, was it, I, so I would say ninety five and above means something. Yeah. Anything below that is kind of like they threw a dart at a board because yeah. no and if and if it's 80 i think when the last i checked it was like it was like 
87 or below, like, they just, they gave it an 87 because they had to give it a rating yeah. because they don't rate anything They're not going to rate a wine 64. Yeah, ex- exactly, because in reality, the scale you're looking at is a 13-point scale instead of a 100-point scale because no one gets rated below a certain, because if you're rated below 87, they don't give you a rating, right? Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, the, the ratings really drive the prices. I mean, there is a certain amount of... I don't know. It's yeah. It's kind of it's like any other supply and demand sure. thing where people if people say it's good, then it's good, and you might not like that, but that's fine. Yeah. Like everybody, drink what you want to drink for show, and if it's cheap, I do. I love yeah. a nine dollar bottle of wine. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. get yeah, me no. in the right region, and I'll at least buy the cheap thing. Yeah, don't let anybody tell you that like what you're drinking is not cool or good or whatever. Like. Because people get really pretentious about, especially wine. Um, drink what you want to drink. Well, my dad is like a, a wine guy. And one of our family friends, Bruno, like every time we'd hang out with them, we'd try and find the cheapest bottle of wine that tastes the best. Mm. And we found one for five bucks. And I can't remember the name, but it was so fucking good. Mm. It's five bucks. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Like Brad's mom loves to drink cheap Moscato. And, like, it's not my thing. I cringe a little bit when she gets it. But, like, whatever. She likes what she likes. You know? There's something for everybody. I mean, unless you like something that is, like, objectively bad. Not not because of the price ban point, but because it's just bad. Oh, like, apothic or, like, yeah, something like that. Like like, a, like an all-flash, no-substance yeah, kind of exactly. wine. Yeah, exactly. Something where they're spending more Cute money on Cute critter wines is something that my mom has always um, said to avoid. Like, anything that has, like, a cute animal on it. Like... Baby duck or yellowtail. Yep. So or you like, mean the cat and fish shaped bottles? Uh oh yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the cat wine that only seems to be sold in airports. It's Moscato. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, yeah. Yeah, the, the pescada. Yeah. That's true. There there is shit wine out there. Don't so but yeah, but I mean, if you like it. I would say I would say so when you're looking at the differences between price points for like wine, I you might want to just look at the like the region that it's being made in and mm. look at the styles and maybe try and find like a more expensive bottle yeah. from somebody who you know that you like their cheap stuff because honestly if the, you like their cheap wine you you should probably like their more expensive wine it's a good but, way to like, every brand have that? what you want to drink too like if you you most. know you like something and then you can be like okay i like this this is similar it's like you know, from the same area, but it's a different winery, but they make it in the same style. Like, it's a good way to, like, you have a starting point that you work out from, taste-wise. And, and most, most, most vintners have, like, like, in Spain, or even, even styles of wine, have, like, you have, you have the Malbec, you have the Malbec Reserve, mm-hmm. you have, like, a crew of Malbec, um, where it's like you get smaller and smaller groupings of where the grapes were picked from, and it gets more expensive because yeah. you have to only source from that one area. Um, and so there will be a like a pyramid of price. Mm. Um, I can't believe I forgot to talk about sparkling wine. I fucking <laughs> love sparkling wine. I can't believe I <laughs> forgot yeah. to talk about it. Didn't talk Sorry, about we're going to segue into sparkling wine for a second here. Sparkling wine is the fucking best. I would drink it all the time if it wasn't like just a little bit impractical. Uh, yeah, like champagne, great. Obviously expensive, lots of other good options. You want some cheap champagne, you drink some Cava, all right? Yes. Uh, you you want a, something a little sweeter? Prosecco. I love Prosecco. I Best would drink way to Prosecco end a meal. all the fucking time if I could. Hell yeah. 
Mm. Mm. We want to do it around the horn on uh, everyone's favorite cocktails and or wines. Yes. I have said mine. Yes. You go. You go. Uh, so, first of all, I love a Saratoga, mm. which is, uh, it's it's like a Manhattan, but instead of, uh, of uh, two parts vermouth, one part whiskey, it's Ooh. it's uh, one part whiskey, one part brandy, one part vermouth, and it's very tasty. You can you can garnish it with an orange, orange peel, you can garnish it with uh, delicious, expensive Luxardo mm. cherries, which are, oh, so good. Uh, and then wine, I mean, uh, I pretty much fuck with anything. Mm-hmm. So. There's been a couple reds. We're, we're, we'll be at co-op and you're like, wow, they have this. Well, so my adventures in, in wine shopping in Canada are just very funny. Cause I'm always just like, it's weird. The stuff that, that crosses borders mm. that, but doesn't. And the stuff that doesn't yeah. like, usually if I'm like, wow, they have this, it's because like, I can't believe Canadians are buying this too. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. What about you, Nika? I, I love wines, Malbec, Savvy B, um, but uh, vodka. Yeah, water, vodka, water, gin, water is always my like. If I just want to drink something, because I I don't drink all that often, but whenever I drink, I drink. Mm-hmm. Do you drink beer? No, I hate beer. I was gonna say I don't um, think I've ever seen you drink a beer. I might have. Now I do have to say I am liking the sour beers a lot, mm, or the bitter yeah. beers. I really like those. Um, but I can drink maybe like four to six ounces of a beer and then i'm done i don't okay. want anything oh. more than that okay Kim? uh my go-to cocktail is a manhattan although nice. i don't like it i don't like it up i like it on the rocks <laughs> okay. it's a okay. habit i got from my dad <laughs> um but i do love a gin and tonic that was like the first thing i started drinking when i started drinking because my grandma always drank this <laughs> nice it's a solid um, drink oh it's so good um, and also a cocktail that my sister introduced me to that I always bring out for the holidays is called a hummingbird and it is club soda, champagne, and lemon juice. And it Ooh, is mm, that so good. Great. It's so good. I, oh no. And, uh, um, St. Germain. St. Germain's oh, important. Yeah. Oh, love St. Germain. Um, and mm-hmm. as for wines, I used to be, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon type of bitch, but the sulfates in red wine started giving me headaches, so I can't drink red wines anymore. Uh, So now I just drink Pinot Grigio or Rosé, and uh, again, I am am also a Prosecco bitch. I love to, whenever I go out for a fancy meal, uh, I always end my evening with a glass of Prosecco or a glass of port, because nothing's going to keep me from my port. I'm an old lady. (laughs) So sweet. Even though the sulfates in red wine are bad for me, I I love a port. I'm a grandma. I gotta have (laughs) it. Okay, okay. Okay. That's me. What's up for you? What about you, Brad? What am I going to love? Mm -hmm. This is a good question because I don't know. Oh, Um, you've had all episode. I know. Mm -hmm. That's not my fault. You just talking about how much you love me. Yeah, nobody wants to hear about that. Sure they do. The people are clamoring for it. I don't think they don't are. Don't listen to Nika. People, are you clamoring for it? Respond now if you are. Our two viewers. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> you know what? I got this. I got okay. this. Okay. I enjoy something that I think all of us enjoy, and that is sleep. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wow. You know, oh, yeah. You're doing stuff all day. You come home, and you're like, ah, oh, man, I'm taking off my shoes, taking off my socks. Taking off any sort of belted or, or I guess, uh, like the boob, the boobs, yeah. yeah, the bras, the belt of the boobs mm-hmm. is what I like to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you, you you lay down, you get nice and comfy, and you just you pass out. You wake up. It's a new day or it's a new time. You can reset everything. And yeah, it's great. Sleep mm-hmm. is good. I like sleep. I get I get unhappy when I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am always surprised. Uh, something one thing that I have uh, realized about myself is how much my brain is like and my emotions and like my like you know uh, depression type stuff is associated with how much sleep i get um on days when i don't get a whole lot of sleep i tend to be in a bad place as they say trademarked Mm. um but yeah i love i love going to sleep i like i in high school i used to sleep literally everywhere I would I would sleep on the floor in the halls during lunch. Oh like I would I would eat my food real fast and then go to sleep. Oh my and god! Then <laughs> I I was in show choir and so we had risers on the side of the choir room and I would just sleep under those when I didn't have to be doing stuff. Uh, yeah, I really I enjoy sleep, uh, which is why it is cosmically funny that I have sleep apnea. Yeah, so I want to ask you about that. Do you want to talk about? Like your life before you found out that you were just dying a little bit every time you went I mean, to sleep. I, was, I think that that's part of the reason why. Well, I mean, it was loud. It was much louder from people <laughs> around me. Is what I've heard. I was a lot of snoring. Yep. A lot of a lot of gasping for air. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, uh, what was it like finding out that like, oh, this is why I feel tired all the time? Uh, like, it was. I mean, it was a little intimidating. Mm-hmm. But also, it was like, uh, I guess I don't have the excuse to sleep anymore because now I'm actually getting good sleep. Like, the coolest thing was, like, and I, I've been talking to Ben Cook about this a little bit because he just got a CPAP. It's like, that, the first, like, the first night sucks because you're not used to sleeping with a mask on. Oh my or god, like, my mother is watching this stream. <laughs> oh no. But, like, about uh, a week in, you're getting, like, that good, good sleep that you haven't gotten in however long that you've had sleep apnea. And it's like, you wake up and you're like, oh my, the world is new. What is this bright, bright, brand new day that I'm experiencing? Uh, But yeah, sleep is good. What about you guys? Do you guys enjoy the sleep? God, yes. (laughs) What is the weirdest place that each of you have slept? I'm really bad at sleeping, so I can only do it uh, under certain conditions. Mm. So I don't really have a weirdest place I sleep. I have to sleep, well, I guess like on the floor. Because, like, sometimes when I get frustrated when I can't sleep, I'm just like, I will try the floor. <laughs> See how that works. It doesn't. <laughs> I'll sleep on the floor. Yeah. Sometimes I'll wake up and I'm like, where's Brad? And it's because, like, f- like usually, like, sleepy or maybe a little bit drunk Brad, like, for some reason thought it was a good idea to sleep on the floor. Listen. And I'll just roll over and he'll be, like, lying on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Our apartment gets really hot. It does. And heat yeah. rises, so the floor yes. is the best place to so, be. So, yes. <laughs> uh, I used to, like, fall... I, I used to fall asleep sitting up on, like, a metal art school stool. Oh, geez. Because you do, like, six hours of critiquing. <laughs> and a lot of times there wasn't that much to talk about. So, like... Yeah, I would just like you. I learned to like fall asleep sitting on a stool. Yeah, never can't do that. What about you, Nika? No. I am kind of like a baby. If you put me in anything moving, I'll fall asleep. Oh. So, uh, like I've fallen asleep on boats, uh, boats especially. I would just, um, go down and take naps. Um, or a couch, maybe while all my friends are hanging out. 
I have no shame in falling asleep whenever I need to go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> so wherever it may be, that's where I will lie. And, and can we talk for a minute about how awesome naps are? Naps are yeah. so, oh god. As yeah, an adult, I appreciate hero. a good nap so much more than I think I ever did in the rest of my life. Especially like because I work mornings. Like I get up at five, I work till about two thirty, come home, have a little nap, and I just feel so much better. Oh, so good. And, and I feel like naps and vegetables are like the top two um, of my list of things that when you were a kid you hated, but as an adult you're like, oh man, if I could I just get it. more, that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. Brad, what is your preferred type of nap? Are you a cat napper? Are you um, just a quick 20, 30 minutes? Are you a, you wake up and don't know what year it is? What type of napper? Uh, I so it depends on the line, the sleep beforehand, but I would say I usually don't like to nap for more than forty five minutes because mm. if I do, I am I get that super groggy oh, like yeah. REM sleep where you wake up and for the rest of the day you're like what uh, happened? No, that's that's absolutely a thing. You could like you if you sleep for more than an hour, your body basically thinks you're going to bed for the night, and so that's how you like you have people who like I laid down and then I woke up four hours later and then I couldn't go to sleep till three a.m. It's like well yeah. Like Why would you drag minutes. me like this? <laughs> 40 <laughs> I, minutes is the ideal nap time. I yeah. am like that type of person where I will, I take two hour naps, but then I just go to bed whenever I would normally go to bed. I can't do that. I find that if I nap too much, like I, I end up having to stay awake. Um, so I have to be kind of careful with naps because I will mm. totally do the thing where like if I, if I don't make myself wake up in 45 mm. minutes, I will sleep for like three hours Yeah, and then it'll be 3am and I'm like, why am I still awake? <laughs> yeah, I've gotten real. I've got like, I'm very regimented with my sleep. I have to be because of my schedule. Cause like if you get lazy and then you're like, ah, I'll stay up a little bit. And then suddenly it's like 11pm. You're like, oh cool. I have to be up in six hours. Like it, it makes like it, I get very, very cranky and shitty when I don't get enough sleep and I need like a solid seven to eight hours. So yeah, I like make a point to go to bed on time. I make a point to get up when my alarm goes off. I do. I make a point to like make sure my naps aren't too long. Like I'm very well, you regimented. Have, you have with like it. really, really good sleep hygiene too. Like you do the exact yes. same thing every night, so your body is very trained. So like once you start reading your yes. book, you like pass out. Yes. Which is why it's always funny when I see you reading a book on the couch, because I'm like, she's going to be out in like 30 minutes. <laughs> and he's usually right. <laughs> Even since I was a kid, like, I've had such a hard time going to sleep and staying asleep. Like, I've, <laughs> I, when I was in college, like, I was a notoriously bad sleeper, like, I would get to my classes on time, but I'd come back and I'd nap for four hours and then I'd try to go to sleep. Some nights I would fall asleep. Some nights I wouldn't. Like, I've never really had a regimented sleep schedule. Like, even in high school, I would stay up in the middle of the night and just, like, study. And, like, some days I'd go to school and I wouldn't have sleeped. And some days I would not have. <laughs> so I wish I could love sleep, but it's kind of a, a, a battle for me. Sorry to talk about myself. No, I mean, you. well, you talked about you hated insomnia one time. And yeah. yeah like, you have a very complicated relationship with sleep. Yeah, I it's it's one of those things where I I totally get that uh you, where where you are coming from, uh but I think that that's part of the reason why I, I do enjoy the sleep when I do get it so much yeah because it's like it's the forbidden fruit it's <laughs> like and it you just it feels it, it it is the weirdest thing that feels good without feeling anything if that makes sense you know what I mean yeah. like because you don't actively feel 
anything while you're asleep, but, you know, you're resting your body and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, which is why one of the worst things in the world is Charlie horses. In the oh, the night. God. Uh, I had never yeah. experienced that until uh, basic training. And then, yeah, you get a little dehydrated. You've been working your legs all day. Oof. And you just wake up in the middle of the night and you can't straighten your leg because it hurts so much. They're the worst. Don't oh. like them. Don't vote for them for president. Okay. <laughs> uh, my, my mom, who's watching the stream... Has said when you lightly nap, your saliva glands don't shut off, so you drool, uh, which explains a lot. Yeah, that's wild. Steph is totally a drooler too. That's usually how I know I like actually slept during a nap (laughs) is if my pillow is covered in spit. (laughs) That's why I don't let her fall asleep on my shoulder. No, still happens sometimes, but. And I'm a heavy sleeper. That's something, too, that's really funny. Um, you don't realize things about yourself until you share a bed with somebody. Like, I, I always knew I was a heavy sleeper, but, like, Brad sometimes will, like, physically roll me off his side of the bed and I do not wake up. I sleep like the dead. It's true. Yeah, which uh, is good because, I'm like, jealous. although it's it's better now because he got some new equipment, but his CPAP machine was quite noisy for a long time. And so it was good that, like, I didn't wake up easily because I would never have slept with the noise that your machine used to make. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I fall the fuck asleep. Brad, I have some questions for you. Yes, ask me questions. Okay. Uh, first question is, how many hours do you have to get minimum to be functioning not grumpy? Second question is, are you a tummy sleeper, a back sleeper, are you a cold sleeper or a hot sleeper? I am a uh... I radiate heat. Yeah. Oh no. So like, so yeah. like, I am a, I am a no, no sheets over on top of me. Yeah. Like, I if if I could sleep in a, a refrigerator, that would probably yeah. be the best case scenario for me in most we, days. We do not <laughs> share blankets ever. The, the winter here is great because I can just leave open the window and it'll get nice and cold. Like, what I like it to be is just cold enough that I need to have a blanket. Yeah. Because then, like, it equalizes and it feels good. But yeah, um, and then. As far, I think, so I usually, I fall asleep on my side, but I mostly sleep on my back is what I've been told. Yeah. Makes sense. So. I think because of the CPAP. Yeah. 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 Uh, what about you guys? Warm sleeper. I like to be cozy. Brad knows this. It works out well for me that he radiates heat because I like to be cozy. And he'll like, he'll look at me and he'll be like, why do you have a blanket on right now? It's hot out. It'll be like 80 degrees or like 26 Mm. or something like that. And she'll be covered in this huge fleece blanket. So nice. And like just looking at her Mm. makes me want to sweat. Yeah. Uh, And then heavy side sleeper. I cannot sleep on my tummy or back. Yeah. What about you, Kim, when you do sleep? Uh, yeah, I have to have it very cold in the house. I have to have mm-hmm. it cold enough that I can have a heavier blanket on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a tummy sleeper. Oh. I sleep in my little belly and make Ooh. like the figure four with my leg and <laughs> arms. <laughs> Nika? Uh, I like to have it cold because I like to be under blankets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I generally sleep on my side but i really like to sleep on my back and just test the limits of will i get sleep paralysis tonight (laughs) Um, so that's the gamble those are the dice that i have to roll every time but back sleeping is like whenever i can do it a real treat (laughs) okay nice 
Yeah, sleep is good. Mm. I like to be well rested. I, you asked me the other question. Uh, I think about six hours. Six mm. hours is usually gotcha. my, my minimum. Any less than that, and I get kind of wonky, yep. and and yeah. But so I usually shoot for about six. Mm-hmm. But nice. And then if I don't, I Solid. take a nap. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I think. I mean, so yeah, I think that that's gonna wrap wrap up the love. Yeah. The love and season four. And season four. Wow. But but dear listener, and viewer, I guess. Um, it is now your job to determine a winner. It has actually been your job this whole time. Yes. Uh, but we know how things work and people don't do things until the last minute. So, mm-hmm. um, we are probably not going to record our conclusion episode for probably almost a month after this gets released. Minimum three weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, uh, the next episode will be out on Monday. And Hell then yeah. this episode will be out on Monday the 9th, I should say. And although well, th- that date's already passed. I'm talking nonsense. It doesn't mm. matter. Uh, anyways, but yeah. So you'll you'll have, let's just say, three weeks after this episode is released to vote for your favorite or to not vote for your least favorite <laughs> um, topics on each episode. Mine. Just vote for me. There we go. <laughs> These two fucks have already won. Let me and Nika have our chance. <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna say. You don't you don't necessarily like need to vote for me, but like I'd like a certain amount of votes because I wanna be like the beat in that sandwich. I don't Make wanna Brad be the bottom last. bun. I don't wanna Make be the top last. bun. No. Make, Make Brad suffer. Listen, you, you guys have been teaming up against me the whole season. Yes. Trying to We with are your, with, with struggling. Your, with your with your secretive chats yes. trying to get me to steal stuff from you. Yeah. We're lobstering our way to the top and we're just yeah. like at this point crawling all over each other. <laughs> so so yeah, so uh please do go and uh visit the website and vote on each episode at least once. Feel free to vote mm-hmm. more than once. Mm-hmm. Don't use a bot. <laughs> We'll we'll be able to tell. We'll be able to tell. It will be that very person. obvious. <laughs> okay, so before we wrap up this episode, though, we do have some business to take care of. Kim, I'm gonna send it to you. Yes. Okay. So last time we thanked him, but this time we gotta talk about reasons why we love him. And this is Stephen Valentine. Stephen's super sweet. He's a really nice guy. He's a fan of transformation sequence as well. Hell Always shows up yeah. in the chats whenever we stream. Very he, sweet. What He's, is his Twitter. What is his Twitch handle again? He's in the chat. Is it he Captain Neptune or something yes. like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. He's a good, good dude. Good person. Talented musician. He made an Ava concept album. It's super chill. What? Super dope. Ooh. Yeah. He's really talented. Dope. This does sound dope. Yes. I'll have to link it in like yeah. Yeah, we'll put it in like the notes or something. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. But yeah, really cool guy. Really, really sweet of him to support this podcast. All right, and then uh, we do have a a one dollar a patron to thank, so we're gonna do the the classic one two three thanks. Yes. So one two three thanks, thanks. Kieran Bennett. We yep. didn't actually say who it was for. I was, I was gonna say <laughs> to Kieran Bennett. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so so thank you for donating. Uh, thank you for for helping us continue yeah. to pay for our uh, our storage fees mm-hmm. and uh, Josh as our Josh. Co- our sweet. Beloved editor Josh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Our good boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I think we have a review. Uh, Nika, do you want to read that? Yes. I hate 
how much I love these people by Babberson. Oh, Very funny. Definitely some not safe for work language. While there are some <laughs> so controversial much. or even wrong choices of loves and hates, this gang is always entertaining and their discussions and debates are always worth listening to. Despite the juggernaut that is Kim's hate, the others are able to keep up and fight back with their own loves and hates. Which is true. I'll Kim, call that a win. You, yeah. You, yeah. Don't you know you who I am? <laughs> All right. Hate too strong. <laughs> People want to find her. True. I'm a hateful little goblin. All right. Well, that, that I think, uh, I believe it wraps it up. Let's go yeah. through uh, one more time uh, in order and say where people can get at us and what we loved this episode. Nika. You can find me on Twitter at Nika underscore Howard. And I love fashion. You can find me, Kim, at Kim Caddies. That's at K-Y-M-C-A-T-T-Y-S. And I love when things you're dreading get canceled. I'm Steph. You can find me on Twitter at Steph O. Kingston. And I love alcohol. <laughs> It's me, the guy on the podcast. And you can find me at B squared underscore yo. And I loved sleep. But Brad, why does girl get three loves? <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Anyways, so uh, that was the show. If people want to find, email us or get it at us on Twitter, Steph, where, where, where does that happen? So if you want to email us, we are lovetohatecast at gmail.com. And if you want to vote for this and all the other episodes, you can go to lovetohatepodcast.com. And if you want to tweet at us uh, or anything like that, or send Brad a love definition, if you are one of our $10 or more, or if, sorry, if you are one of our $5 or more patrons, uh, you can get us at Love to Hate Cast on Twitter. And then if you want to become a patron, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash love to hate. I think that's about it. That's all she wrote. Uh, so for the last time, love us or hate us, please just go read us. You know, I thought it wasn't going to rhyme this time. <laughs> I don't know why. You just rhymed. Think that. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Love So what we like to do here is uh, myself and my three co-hosts every week that we record, which is every other week. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, one more time. I'm glad you laugh at yourself. <laughs> uh, I am too. You have to, because sometimes mm -hmm. no one else will laugh at you. Um, okay. So yeah. So uh, this, uh, I, I'm... Woof. Brad has no calories in him right now. <laughs> he hungry. I, I, I had one piece me? of char siu pork, I, apparently. I had, a, I had a slice of pumpkin bread. It was good. Mm. All right. Anyways. Uh, I don't remember where we were. You didn't introduce us yet. Oh, that's right. So do that. <laughs> so uh, now that I've talked about the show. <laughs> Y'all good guys. there, bud? <laughs> Drink some water. Brad's in recovery. I think I'm just gonna cool. start all over. I think I'm just gonna start all over. Okay. Okay. All right. Sorry for the clap, Josh. <laughs> all right. Welcome 
to the Love to Hate podcast. Uh, uh, me? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Do you want me to step in, partner? I, like, I, I got the yips, okay, y'all. Yeah. I got the yips. You really psyched yourself out now. <laughs> One more time. This is live, too. Not that anybody's watching at this point. No, thank God. <laughs> All right. So now that we are... Five minutes in. Let's try this one more time. <laughs> welcome to the Love to Hate podcast. Uh, I think it's, do I always say welcome? I don't think I say. You do. You yeah. I think I say we are the Love to Hate podcast. And then I can talk about it. I don't know if that's what it is. All right. Take 22.